Hey everyone, this is the Loose Cannon, David McBee, and welcome back to another episode of This is the XFL 2020. Uh, so glad to have you joining us for this special Christmas edition. I uh, want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and real quick shout out to the fans. Uh, we're only three episodes in, and last week we actually ranked 211th out of the uh, football podcast on Apple Podcasts. So we couldn't do that without each and every one of you guys tuning in. If you're tuning in for the first time, make sure you reach down, you hit that subscribe button. Also, feel free to give us a rating. Just don't go too hard on us. But thank you so much for joining us. And a lot going on in the world of professional football, especially when it comes to the XFL. Is Right now, we're only 44 days away, baby. This is really happening. It is for real. And a lot lot, business is just really picking up right now. Uh, 44 days away, Saturday, February 8th, Seattle at D.C. Going to be the first game in XFL uh, 2020 history. Of course, we're spending a lot of time covering the St. Louis Battlehawks. Their first game is going to be on Sunday, February 9th at 5 o'clock on ESPN. St. Louis is going to be taking on Dallas. And, of course, the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, that's really the team that that we really like to cover a lot of here on This is the XFL podcast show. Uh, They're going to be in a pretty tough division. Uh, In the XFL East division, of course, the XFL East division has New York, uh, D.C., Tampa and St. Louis, so that's going to be a really uh, tough division, especially with what we're seeing uh, from a lot of the rosters right now, but uh, real quick, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the team, and that's what this week's podcast is going to, and especially over the next couple weeks, we are really going to spend a lot of time talking about the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, kind of sharing some information about the players on their team, coaches, uh, kind of work on going over the roster over the next few weeks. But, um, of course, the St. Louis Battlehawks team, they are coached by head coach Jonathan Hayes. And, of course, he is a former uh, tight end and coach who's been involved in professional football for a long time. And when they first named Jonathan Hayes as the head coach, I had to stop for a minute. I was like, man. I recognize that name, but where do I recognize it from? And of course, you know, he actually played for the Kansas City Chiefs from 1985 to 1993. Uh, he was actually a second round draft pick. He also then played for my favorite NFL team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, from 1994 to 1996. Uh, but after his uh, football playing days ended in 96, uh, he began uh, his coaching career at Oklahoma under Bob Stoops. And, uh, of course, Bob Stoops now very involved with the Dallas Renegades. And some big news that happened with the Battlehawks that we'll talk about in a minute. And uh, part of it, I think, is maybe tied to the connection between Bob Stoops and Jonathan Hayes. Uh, Of course, you know, he won the BCS National Championship game in 2000 with the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, You know, there he coached Trent Smith, who was... You know, 2001-2002, all Big 12 conference football team. Then after that, he joined Marvin Lewis with the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, he was there from 2003 to 2018. Uh, coached several Pro Bowl players like Tyler Eifert and Jermaine Grisham. So, you know, he had three All-Pros. That, those uh, teams for the Bengals won four AFC North titles and seven uh, playoff bursts. So, you know, he brings a lot 
to the uh, you know to the game a lot of experience. Uh, you know that's why I'm really excited. I think he's going to be a tremendous coach for the Battlehawks, and it's really great seeing him get this opportunity. Um, you know, of course his uh, his son Jackson is actually a star right now for the uh, in 2018-2019. Sorry for the uh, Longhorns, Texas Longhorns basketball team. He was drafted number eighth in the 2019 draft before being traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. And of course, the Pelicans right now they're loaded up with a lot of uh, big time players. Uh, they've had Lonzo Ball join him. Not seeing the success right now, but with Lonzo Ball, Zion really building, and now also with Jackson uh, Hayes seeing a really good base building up that team. Uh, his wife, uh, Christy, was a scholarship basketball player at Drake and a college women's basketball coach before they got married. So huge athletic background. So really excited for Jonathan Hayes to be the head coach and general manager of the St. Louis Battlehawks. With the uh, Battlehawks this week, big time news. Of course, many camps were wrapping up, uh, but the Battlehawks had the first trade in Battlehawks history as they traded uh, uh, Marcus Jones to the Renegades for Keith Mumphrey, the uh, wide receiver. Um, And looking at this, I think this is a good trade. Of course, the Dallas Renegades are being run by Bob Stoops, who... Jonathan Hayes was a former assistant, so I think that was probably might have had something to do with why they were able to get together and make the uh, trade happen so quick. But uh, Mumphrey, of course, he was a fifth-round draft pick, uh, played college football at Michigan State University. He was drafted in 2015 by the Houston Texans. Uh, Had a really good uh, first rookie year, 14 passes, 129 yards, averaged 7.8 return yards per punt, 24 uh, return yards per kickoff. So Mumphrey looked like he was going to have a pretty good NFL career. Unfortunately, he did run into some issues, uh, some off-the-field issues that kind of uh, stopped his his playing career. Of course, it turns out eventually uh, Michigan State, who he had some of the issues with, settled the case and cleared him of any wrongdoing. But unfortunately, the wrongdoing that he was accused of was enough to kind of derail his professional uh, football career, but now he's back with the Battlehawks. I think it's going to give an experience uh, that's really going to help them, an offensive weapon that they'll be able to use. But you know, the uh, Battlehawks are really getting set up. They have a really good uh, base that's being set up, an offensive base. And today, I just want to spend a few minutes and kind of talk a little bit about the uh, quarterbacks that the Battlehawks have been able to get because they have they have built a team of. Uh, you know they have three really good uh, quarterbacks that are going to be competing uh, for the job, and uh, you know first one I want to talk about was one that they uh, picked up, and I'm probably going to butcher this name. If I butcher it, I will get it right next time, I promise. But uh, uh, Jordan Tamau, and I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, of course, he's from uh, Pearl City, Hawaii. Uh, you know, really good quarterback. He played at the. Uh, uh, New Mexico uh, Military Institute for two seasons before he transferred to the University of Mississippi. Uh, when he uh, entered Mississippi, he was a backup to Shea Patterson, but then Patterson suffered an injury, 
injury, and he finished the year. He had 11 touchdowns, four interceptions, almost 1,700 passing yards, and he, he was a runner out of the backfield, 165 yards for four touchdowns. Patterson ended up transferring to the University of Michigan, and then uh, Tamau entered the 2018 season as a starting quarterback, and in his senior year, had a very successful year. Almost 4,000 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and he ran for 342 yards and 6 touchdowns. He ended up ranking second in the SEC behind Alabama, uh, Tua uh, over at Alabama, uh, who actually played in three more games. So, you know, very good. It was a short career with Ole Miss, but, you know, really good uh, player. Uh, he was signed with the Houston Texans, then he ultimately ended up was released a couple weeks later. But you got a guy that can throw the ball, he can run the ball, I think he's going to be a dual threat if he was to get the uh, starting quarterback position for the Battlehawks. Then you also have uh, Brogan Roback. He is a, uh, he's uh, played college football at Eastern Michigan. Um and Eastern Michigan, he saw action. He played in a lot of games. 46 games, 745 completions, over 8,000 yards, and 57 touchdowns. Plus, he can punt, too, so he's also a dual threat. Uh, he was actually signed with the Cleveland Browns as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he was featured a little bit on HBO's Hard Knocks during his time with the Browns. Uh, then he was ultimately released. He was picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers and then waived. And then he was drafted in uh, the second round of Phase 1 of the 2020 XFL Draft. So, uh, you know, a guy with a little bit of uh, NFL experience, uh, but a guy who can flat out throw the rock. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the battle between Jordan and Brogan. I think that's going to be a good battle. But then you also throw into that, you got Taylor Henneke, who has a lot of uh, backup experience in the NFL with the Vikings, the Texans, and the Panthers. Uh, he was a uh, quarterback at Old Dominion. And at Old Dominion, he had quite a uh, collegiate career. Uh, you know, he led the uh, Monarchs in 2011, led him to 10 and 3, made it to the second round of the uh, FCS playoffs, uh, passed for over 2,300 yards, 25 touchdowns, runner also 363 yards, four touchdowns. He was named, uh, you know, the National Freshman Performer of the Year, so got off to a great start. 2012 led him to an 11 and 2 record. They lost in the, uh, uh, FCS quarterfinals to Georgia Southern. Uh, he passed for a FS, FCS record over 5,000 yards passing, 44 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, plus over 470 yards running. So uh, he also set a Division One record, 730 yards passing, five touchdowns against New Hampshire. He got All-American honors, and Old Dominion finished ranked number six in the FCS. Um, Old Dominion then actually in 2013 transferred to the Conference USA, uh, meaning that they, for the 2013 season, they was an independent team. So uh, that year they ended up going 8-4, and four, over 4,000 yards passing for him. Another big season. He became just the 18th quarterback in Division One to pass for over 10,000 yards. Uh, 2014, they started playing in the Conference USA, 6-6 six and six, six record. He still passed for over 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 16 inter interceptions. So almost 15,000 passing yards in his career at Old Dominion. 132 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. Um, 
you know, his uh, 40-yard dash, 4.62, kind of looking at some of his numbers. He ended up going in the, uh, went undrafted in the 2015 draft, but Minnesota Vikings picked him up. Uh, he would compete for the backup uh, position against Sean Hill and several others. Uh, he ended up uh, becoming the third-string quarterback. Uh, didn't play a whole lot, was ended up uh, releasing, released from the Vikings, picked up from the uh, Patriots, and was signed to their pack practice practice squad of course you know with the Patriots they got Tom Brady so did not see a whole lot of playing time ended up moving on to the Texans uh who he was a backup to DJ Yates after Tom Savage got hurt in 2017 made his debut against the Steelers after he after Yates suffered a concussion uh however after completing his only pass attempt he ended up suffering a concussion and then was replaced by uh Yates who had passed the uh, concussion protocol. Uh, Then he ended up being waived by the Texans. Got a chance to move on to the Panthers. Got a lot more playing time with the Panthers. Uh, He had a start against the Falcons. He threw for 274 yards, uh, a touchdown, three interceptions, suffered an elbow injury, uh, and ended up being placed on injured reserve. But he was cut in the final roster cuts of 2019. But a good pickup. But three really good quarterback pickups for uh, Jonathan Hayes that will be battling it out as training camp will be beginning on January the 4th. So I think you got four really good quarterbacks that's really going to help that team. It's going to be interesting, and we're going to be sharing how those guys are doing over the next few weeks. And I uh, wanted to just spend a little time breaking down the Battlehawk quarterbacks, of course. Uh, Joey the Dragon Shaw couldn't be on the show with me this week. He'll be back. Uh, next week we're going to be breaking down the running back roster that – that is currently competing on the Battlehawks. So uh, really excited for the Battlehawks. Thinks they're going to have a good team. Um, we'll continue to share more as we go along. But real quick, want to share also, we did our XFL Poll of the Week. Uh, of course, two weeks ago, we talked about the new uniforms uh, versus the old 2001 uniforms. So we had a poll Uh, Which do fans prefer, the new uniforms from this year or the old 2001 uniforms? Uh, We had 228 people participate in the vote. 61% said they liked the new uniforms. 39% liked the old uniforms. Uh, So overall, the new uniforms, they're sharp. I like them. Uh, And appreciate everyone for participating in that vote. Um, This week, we're going to do another question of the week. Uh, You know, Vince McMahon just recently told XFL coaches that he's going to be helping out a lot, but it's going to be behind the scenes. And we have to say it's been pretty much Oliver Luck at the front. Uh, You know, back in 2001, it was all Vince McMahon was everywhere. He was front and center. And, uh, you know, New York Guardians head coach Kevin Gilbride uh, was talking on radio a while back, and he said that uh, McMahon work will be behind the scenes. Uh, You know, Gilbride said, uh, you know, quoting him, he said, the biggest thing I got – from McMahon was his commitment, his enthusiasm about the game. Uh, he says, I'm going to help you guys, but I'm going to be behind the scenes. You guys are going to make this thing go. Uh, he's even offered XFL coaches his cell phone, made himself available. They could call him anytime, 24-7. Uh, so, you know, it looks like what Vince McMahon and what he's doing so far, he is he's staying a lot more behind the scenes and letting Oliver Luck uh, run a lot of the day-to-day operations. So I'm gonna, you know, Vince McMahon, of course, in the WWE, one of the big criticisms that he has, especially right now in the world of professional wrestling, is that he meddles a lot in the current product. A lot of people are wanting 
his son-in-law, Triple H, to take over the WWE with some of the great things he's doing with the NXT brand. Uh, but the word behind the scenes is Vince still meddles a lot in the day-to-day operations. So our question this next week, we're going to post a poll. It'll be on the Twin Lakes Sports Network page on Facebook. We're going to be sharing this uh, poll. Will Vince be able to stay behind the scenes this time? Uh, so we're, that's going to be our question of the week. Yes, he'll be able to stay out or no, he can't. He's going to have to meddle in it. Uh, that's going to be our question of the week. Uh, so we'll be interested to see what you, the fans, think. Of course, that poll, go to Facebook, Twin Lakes Sports Network. Check it out and uh, vote. Let us know what you think. Of course, we'll be sharing that vote uh, with many other XFL pages all throughout to hear what the XFL fans have to say. Uh, also, real quick, just want to say, uh, make sure that you check out, we do offer a pro wrestling podcast here under the Twin Lakes Sports Network umbrella. Uh, check out the podcast, The Slob Drop. We just broke the top 40 uh, pro wrestling podcast. We have independent wrestlers on, pro wrestlers on all the time. Interview them, cover all different organizations on a weekly basis. Be sure to check that out. That's called The Slop Drop. Just type that in your Apple podcast and pull it up and check it out. Uh, but thank you everyone for tuning in. I know, of course, it ended up, it was me solo again. Hopefully you're not getting too tired of me. Joey the Dragon Shaw, he'll be back joining me hopefully again in the future. But thank you for making 2019 a great year. 2020 with the XFL, it's back. It's going to be awesome. We're, we are so excited to cover the St. Louis Battlehawks. We'll be continuing to share more information on the rosters as we get closer to the season. But for uh, the loose cannon, David McBee, and Joey the Dragon Shaw, who was unable to join me this week, uh, we'll be seeing you in 2020. Happy New Year. Have a safe New Year. And get ready. 44 days, the XFL is almost here. Have a happy new year from the Loose Cannon here at the uh, Twin Lakes Sports Network. And this is the XFL 2020.